So I want to share with you guys some of the things that have helped me in my transition from tracking my macros to intuitive eating and finding peace with food and my body again, and a little bit about each phase of that journey and some tips to help you make the best decision for you when it comes to your approach to nutrition. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Wholehearted Health Podcast. I'm your host, Elsie Seberg. And on this show, we are going to chat all things nutrition, mindset, and fitness to help you find your balance in your health journey and feel the most confident and free by making sense of one topic at a time. I feel like this is a topic that gets a little bit of heat. Tracking macros or eating intuitive. There are some very extremists in both camps who will swear up and down all day long that one is better than the other in terms of health or in terms of physique progress. And if you are somebody who maybe falls more in the middle camp, I'd like to shed some light on pros and cons of both tracking your macros and eating intuitively and kind of how you can actually have the best of both worlds. When I take clients on, I usually have them go through a process where I get a good idea of where their relationship with food is at, where their dieting history is at, where their mindset is at. And I typically, if they're in a decent place with not having disorder eating and things like that, I have them track their macros. And this is to help us establish just a baseline. I don't have them change anything. I just have them find out where they're at. And the cool thing is that when you do track your food, kind of just from a neutral perspective, it just brings awareness. It just gets you to start thinking about what am I putting in my body? And what is it making? How is it making me feel? What is it doing for me? What kind of foods are made up of what? And it just starts to get you to be more aware. That's it. I truly believe that unless you do have, like I said, a history of an eating disorder or specific cases where bringing those numbers into the equation just isn't going to be good for you, I truly believe that everyone will benefit from spending at least some time tracking their macros because it's time spent learning. I like to give the analogy that you don't show up to your driver's test expecting to just know how to drive a car if you didn't go through the classes. If you didn't do your behind the wheel, if you didn't spend hours and hours making all the mistakes and learning and figuring out how the car even works. So the same thing is with nutrition. If you don't spend time learning, if you don't spend time getting curious and getting educated, you probably aren't going to have that light bulb moment where nutrition just makes sense. So whether you have specific physique goals or not, the underlying principles of how to successfully eat intuitively or see physical progress or optimize your internal health and biofeedback, hormones, et cetera, all lie within those parameters and these foundational principles that are macronutrients. So when we track macronutrients, some people will say it's just a sophisticated way to say you're tracking your calories. And it really is because our calories are made up of protein, carbs, or fats. And really, it's simply just a way to, like I said, bring awareness. 
When I first started tracking macros, this was probably about six years ago now, it was a great tool. I learned so much that I had never really even thought about. They teach you the very bare minimum about nutrition in health class, or at least at my school. And just like anything, though, it was a great tool until it wasn't. And with the wrong mindset or with the wrong approach, it can become restrictive. And a lot of people who are kind of in that intuitive eating camp will say, tracking macros made me crazy. It made me so stressed out about food. And while that can be true for some people, my goal with my clients is to help educate them. So number one, they don't need to track your food forever because you should not be tracking your food forever. It's a short-term, like I said, learning process. I also help them, you know, be able to make seamless progress, fuel their bodies, have food freedom, and make sense of nutrition in the process so that there's not that restrictive piece involved. But like anything, you can approach macros with the wrong mindset or with the wrong strategy, maybe without guidance. And sometimes that can be taken to extremes. So I would not say macro tracking in itself is to blame. It's more so your approach. So that being said, I've actually recently transitioned to intuitive eating myself after over five years of tracking my macros. So it truthfully for myself had become a little bit of an issue because I knew what I needed to do. I understood all the principles of tracking your macros, but I was not implementing them in a way that was making me feel good. I was using food as like an emotional crutch and I kind of found myself spiraling into overeating episodes and the numbers and mind restrictive mindset looking at those numbers kind of exacerbated the issue. So I didn't need that data anymore. I did not need the accuracy. I had gotten to a physique where I was pretty satisfied. All I wanted to do was maintain. My ultimate goal was working through the emotional stuff, the emotional gunk that had come up, that I was resorting to food as a coping mechanism. And I had clung to macros so tightly that I had really lost touch with my body's hunger cues. And especially, this is very common if anybody has ever gone through an eating disorder or a phase where you were very underweight you do end up losing your hunger cues. It's something where your body starts to recognize, okay, we're not responding to those hunger cues. We're going to just stop putting them out there. So it's also a sign of a downregulated metabolism, and we'll go into that in another episode. But it, essentially, I decided, okay, mac tracking my macros is not what I need to be doing right now. So made the transition to intuitive eating. I actually worked with a specialist because I wanted to understand more of the psychology behind it. So I worked with a psychologist and a licensed therapist who's also a registered dietitian. And she broke it down for me because I, it, it was hard to admit this at first, but I told her, I said, I have all the pieces. I need help piecing them together again. I kind of forgot how to eat intuitively. I forgot how to listen to my body. I would watch people around me eat so quote unquote normally. And I was just at a loss. I was like, why am I broken? Why can I not figure this out? And so I just admitted I needed some support. And it was such a great decision because the best approach 
And this is what I help my clients do now is the best approach is to combine that mindful aspect of intuitive eating with the knowledge of tracking your macros. So you get the most optimal approach and you won't necessarily need the specificity of tracking your macros forever because maybe you don't have specific physique goals. Maybe you just want to maintain or you just don't need that accuracy but you'll still have the principles. And that's the whole goal is to just understand what you need, how much of it you need, what the portions look like, all of those things. Some of the things that I focused on when making that transition from tracking my macros to intuitive eating and how I got back to feeling my best and having that peace with food because I was so out of touch. I had lost that sense of intuition. I had lost that sense that I could trust my body around food or that I, you know, could have control around food and not have it be in a restrictive way without relying on an app. And the first thing was learning to always honor your hunger because we cannot honor fullness if we don't first always honor our hunger. If we finally get to mealtime and we have been ignoring and neglecting our hunger cues, our bodies don't know when the next chance to eat food again will be. And so why would they allow us to honor our fullness cues or satiation cues if we haven't always honored our hunger and given our bodies ample opportunities to eat? So making sure that I gave myself Checking in gave myself the opportunity to eat every few hours, even if I wasn't hungry. Was I looking for those signs of hunger beyond growling stomach? Because for me, I had lost that. I did not physically feel that grumbling in my stomach, but I started to need to look for other signs that my body was hungry and then always honoring those. Secondly, I had to make sure that I was using the principles of tracking my macros and building a balanced plate when I was eating, even though I didn't have those numbers or targets or parameters to technically hit. I still needed to make sure that I was using what I had gained from tracking for so long to check those boxes of protein, carbs, fats, and fiber, because that's how you're going to build those meals that are super satisfying, super filling. They're going to give you stable energy and digest well. And also, if you have those balanced meals and snacks throughout the day, the end of your day is going to be balanced. And we need all three of those macronutrients in order to feel our best, optimize performance, energy, like I said, all that biofeedback, and also optimize our body composition. We don't want to be skipping out on any of those major macronutrients. And I will mention that alongside with building a balanced plate, sometimes we don't intuitively eat the way that we should. So that's why I do preface that with tracking my macros for so long, I had been able to learn a lot of this. This is not something that we always know off the bat. Like I said, the education of nutrition in health class, in school is not always there. So making sure that I knew, okay, I need to prioritize this amount of protein this many times a day in order to reach the targets that I know make my body feel my best. And that is something I could only have learned through tracking my macros and having that background. 
Another thing that I had to really push past that had come, I think, from my history with my eating disorder, you know, disordered eating, as well as when I was tracking my macros, I had to stop choosing the lowest calorie option all the time. I had to start taking that mental, emotional, and physical satisfaction into consideration because if we don't do that, we are basically expecting our bodies to always operate like robots around food. And our bodies sense that perceived restriction, even if it's just mental. They know that we're looking at the menu and we're just picking the lowest calorie option because it's the lowest calorie option, not because it's what we want. So allowing myself to just have that ultimate freedom where I was going to listen to what my body wanted, combine that with the knowledge of knowing what my body needed, but allowing myself to eat the real things sometimes and being mindful, knowing that I can have as much of this as I want at any point. And that actually may result in you being okay and being satisfied on less food Versus eating the lowest calorie option, feeling like you're never actually satisfied and needing a ton of it to feel physically full and then still maybe not being satisfied. So when I stopped just choosing things based off of the lowest calories or the lowest macros, I felt so much more peace and freedom and like I could have this modify and go kind of attitude where I was going throughout my day and I was making decisions around food that had nothing to do with the numbers. And while I did take that into consideration, I wasn't adding things up in my head. I was literally just saying, okay, I trust my body. I trust my, my intuition. And I'm going to just give this a go because that is not something I had been honoring for a really long time. I based decisions purely off of numbers and didn't listen to what my body wanted or needed. And so getting back to that was hard, very hard to break that habit. But once I did, it was just like a whole new world opened up. And that brings me to another point that I had to start trusting that my body would know what I needed. Because when we've ignored or neglected those cues for so long, Our bodies will eventually come back to knowing what's best, but when we don't listen, it'll present itself in other ways like overeating. So if you're ignoring those hunger cues, guess what? You're eventually going to cave or your body's going to catch you in an off guard state and you are going to overeat or binge or eat the entire bag of chips because you haven't been listening. You haven't been honoring And your body was saying, hey, we need more fuel or, hey, we need more of this or, hey, we don't need this. So knowing that my body can make those decisions and I don't have to control every aspect of it, it's basically like knowing, okay, the only difference between me eating more or less right now is the amount of time I'm going to need before I need to eat more or less later. That's it. And I used to make it such a mental debate in my head of feeling guilty if I ate more or feeling like I was better if I ate less. And that's just simply not how it works. If you just focus on staying in tune with those cues, your body, once you, you know, work through rebuilding that intuition, because it is hard, we have to rebuild that trust. 
but your body knows what it needs and it's not going to do you wrong, I promise. So we have to sometimes just take our hands off of the wheel and say, okay, I trust. If you're on a path where you're working to regain that intuition, I want you to stop second guessing, like stop self-sabotaging yourself and going backwards. We must drop the desire for immediate gratification, which is very hard, but know that like long-term peace with your body or with food will not come overnight. So whether you're on a macro tracking journey or you're on an intuitive eating journey, you have fitness goals, whatever it is, if you've spent a lifetime doing things, whether that's abusing your body, neglecting it, trying all of these, you know, fad diets, yo-yo diets, try just saying, okay, I trust that even if this takes a little bit more time, and even if it doesn't feel so extreme, like I'm going to see results overnight, that's not how it works. Have some patience and know it's going to be so, so worth it to just get back to that, that middle ground where you feel good, you're focused on just doing things that make you feel good, and you're honoring your body. You're not trying to work against it. You're going to work with it because believe it or not, deep down, we have a lot of this just built into us. And I know that it may seem so intimidating, so scary. I was so nervous to let go of the safety and security of having those numbers there. But I also knew wholeheartedly that the season where tracking macros was serving me was was long past. And I no longer needed that. I needed to get back in tune with my body. So all of the realizations that I was able to have to let go of those really not supportive habits that I had with my nutrition, I knew that for me personally, I was dealing with some anxiety and I was reaching for food as a distraction instead of coping with my anxiety in a better way or figuring out at the root cause what was making me anxious and how I could deal with that. Instead of ignoring all the signals from my body and just using food as you know, a tool. And it was, I needed to make sure that I was listening to what was going to make me feel my best. And that was with nutrition. And that was with, you know, emotionally, physically, environmentally, it all goes together. So realizing that the issues that I was having with food, it wasn't going to be resolved by my approach to dealing with food because food was the symptom of me neglecting my emotional state and trying to brush it under the rug and instead, when I could focus on food was simply a completely separate entity. And if I could get to the root of what was going on and figure out, instead of trying to numb or distract what was making me feel unsettled, I was able to actually feel much more stable and grounded when I dealt with that versus turning to food. So just getting connected with my body again, it had nothing to do with controlling food. It had everything to do with figuring out why I was feeling out of control in the first place. And physically, I'm really working on getting, you know, still solidifying the relationship I have with my hunger and fullness, asking myself how I want to feel. If you start your day asking yourself, how do I want to feel today? And making sure that your actions line up with that. Obviously, using my knowledge of nutrition and macros has been a great aid in this because I know what I physically need. 
But instead of just using numbers solely or perfect timing or trying to outsmart my body, I was able to just listen. And like I said, your body knows what you need. It's going to tell you. So I know it's scary. But if you just can trust and remain mindful in the process and know that even if you have slip-ups, even if you fall back into old habits for a day, you're learning. That's okay. It's part of the process. Really just slowing down and saying, okay, I know the big picture. My body is smart. I can trust it. I'm safe. Nothing bad is going to happen if I don't have those numbers there to you know, keep me on track. The world is not going to end. I promise. I still believe tracking macros is an amazing tool, just not one to be used forever. And I personally think I let macros overstay. They're welcome. So always just do what's best for you. Don't compare your journey to someone else's. Remember that your body and what your body needs is going to be different. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope that you found some of these takeaways helpful and that wherever you're at in your nutrition journey with your body, with food, know that it gets better. And if you're in a hard place right now, know that asking for help is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of wisdom. So I'm here to support you no matter what phase you're in, no matter what season you're in, because I've been there and I know that it's tough, but you're tougher. And that was probably the cheesiest thing I've ever said in my life, but it's very true. And I'm here to support you. So if you guys could, I would really appreciate it if you would screenshot this, share it on your Instagram story, share it with a friend, spread the word so that I can help more of you guys and we can make a bigger impact together. Don't forget to subscribe and I will catch up with you guys in the next episode.